Energized by Celsius. It is a Wednesday edition of the show and a very exciting Wednesday because we are recapping week two of Bucks OTAs. I'm Matt Matera. Joined with me is Scott Reynolds, the face that runs the place. And Scott, I think this is going to be the best podcast yet because we're going to talk about everything that we saw from practice today from yeah. Devin White to KJ Britt, Shaq Barrett, Scotty Miller. And, of course, Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert, who you see on the screen right here and there. So, Scott, in this greatest episode of all time, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's your vibe? What's your mood? Tell me. Good. I mean, not as good as Blaine Gabbert, but yeah. pretty good, right? I mean, um, it, it's 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 a good Monday. Or Monday. It's a good Wednesday. It kind of feels like a Monday. It's just been, like, busy, right? Like, Mondays are always a busy day for me, but but Wednesday, boy. This is a busy day as well with uh, with as literally getting back minutes ago from <laughs> OTA. And uh, uh, we heard from some uh, very interesting characters over there. Uh, one of them's name is Todd Bowles, head coach, Devin White. And we got a double Shaq attack today, right, from Shaq Barrett and Shaq Mason at the podium. So a lot of cool ground to cover. Um, and uh, we, we just put up the, the insider report, too. I'm going to put that in the chat. The Bucks OTA Insider is up, and uh, that's on pewterreport.com, so check that out. We've had uh, a ton of traffic thanks to you, Pewter people. We appreciate that over the last couple of days, consuming all of the great content on pewterreport.com, whether it's the Gronkowski stories, whether it's Josh Capo's new grinding the tape with, uh, with, with an interesting look at Logan Ryan from a film standpoint. And we're going to talk about Logan Ryan on this podcast as well because we kept an eye on him during today's OTA, like we said we would, to find out where he's he's playing. And um, so it, it, this very well could be, and actually should be, the best Peter Report podcast we've ever done. Without question, because I think another thing too is, sure, OTAs, you're not getting the full pads, you're not getting the full experience, not every single player was there. We'll talk about some of the players that we're missing again from yeah. week two. Some have been there when the media hasn't been available and others have, just not flat out been there at all. Again, for different reasons, they don't have to be there. This is voluntary, so it's not a knock on them. Yeah. But from the players that were there, the stars were out in droves. Yes. And Todd Bowles was happy once again that there was a great veteran turnout. Of course, the rookies are going to be there. But because we got Devin White back today, as you see on the screen here, Devin White and Jack Barrett, who I was going to get to next, two huge presences on the defensive side of the ball. Devin White, obviously being a leader there, especially with Levante David, not right. at practice at the moment as he's still recovering from his injury that he suffered towards the end uh, of last season. And obviously Shaq Barrett too. I mean, he was already a leader on this team. He's even going to take a more heightened role with JPP, not there because it's almost like, it's funny too, because outside linebacker and tight end, they play pretty much opposite each other yeah. on offense and defense. You're looking at two positions, and we talked a lot about tight ends, so we don't really have to get too much into that. But an outside linebacker, we're talking about a position where it's Shaq Barrett, who's at the cream of the crop, one of the top outside linebackers in yeah. the game, and then a lot of young, inexperienced guys. Now, Anthony Nelson has been there for a little bit, so yeah. uh, but you know he's a, he's a number three outside linebacker. That's his role. 
Joe Tryanchenko, we have a lot of confidence in him, potentially a Pro Bowl player this year. Maybe. You see that article on PeterReport.com? Mm-hmm. But again, second-year player, still a lot of wisdom for him to, to gain and, and bring in. And the fourth outside linebacker as well is another position or another spot on the depth chart on this team that we don't necessarily know about yet. So it's pretty much Shaq Barrett and then everyone else in a sense. But it was great to see Devin White and Shaq Barrett both back out there today in front of us. No doubt. And and I think for the leadership point that you that you mentioned it's big right because yes because kj Britt is playing that he's actually he's playing both the middle linebacker and what they call the mo backer they have, they have the mike and the mo in todd bowles scheme the the mike backer is devin white the mo backer which is the weak side linebacker in their two linebacker scheme is levante david and so obviously they're going to cross train kj Britt to play both roles since he'll be the super sub coming off the bench in case something happens to either starting linebacker but having K.J. Britt next to Devin White in practice, in these OTAs, is invaluable because Devin White's been there and done that. He's a three-year starter, right? And, and so he can pass along some wisdom on the field or on the sidelines to K.J. Britt, who's still learning. And Todd Bowles had some very positive things to say about K.J. Britt. Uh, and, and listen, I'll, I'll say this. We only have three pictures today from practice. And the reason why is because it's Cliff Welch's birthday. Uh, Cliff Welch is our longtime Peter Report. The longest tenured Peter Report. That's correct. Happy birthday, Cliff. Happy birthday. Happy 39th birthday again. (laughs) Um, He keeps having this 39th birthday. You see him there. This this was taken years ago. Um, Still looks the same. He's, you know, he's he's, uh, still a phenomenal dude, phenomenal photographer for Peter Report. Uh, He got a a 30 jersey where where I got a, a 20 jersey a couple years ago from the Buccaneers. For there celebrating his 30 years of covering the team, he is actually a, a longer tenured Peter reporter than than even myself. I think he this is year 27 for me. This is probably like year 35 for him. So happy birthday to Cliff Welch, and uh, we'll take your three pictures and you have a great birthday. Uh, but yeah, it it was uh, it was great to see Shaq and Devin White out there today because again, as you mentioned. Shaq Barrett is going to be imparting that wisdom and knowledge and that leadership to Joe Tryon Shoenka. And uh, one thing we wrote about in the inside that I'll share with you guys. And again, not really giving away any strategy here because this is one OTA. Yeah. The, the grand <laughs> scheme of things could be quite meaningless. But what I did like to see is Joe Tryon Shoenka took just about every single rep at the left outside linebacker spot. And he played a lot of on the right side last year where Shaq was on the left a pretty good deal of that. And if you, if you go back to my complaints about the outside linebacker positions, Shaq Barrett got most of his, not all, but but a, a healthy amount, more than half of his 19 and a half sacks back in 2019, his first Pro Bowl season, Matt, on the right side, going one-on-one against left tackles, right? And, and then when Jason Pierre-Paul came back halfway through the 2019 season, he said, hey, I prefer to rush from the right side. And Shaq Barrett being a good teammate and, you know, not really the alpha that JPP is, said, okay, fine, dog. I'll play on the left side and play on the right. And Shaq Barrett proved he can do it, right? He's gotten plenty of sacks and made plays from, from the left side. But the problem is Shaq at 250 pounds soaking wet 
is going up against 330 pound right tackles and oftentimes a tight end chipping him too, right? Because he's such a premier pass rusher that's going to command some of those, those attention and double teams. And I just like the fact of Shaq rushing from the right side, one-on-one against a tackle. He's, you know, he's led this team and forced fumbles. I think he had six back in 2019. He's really good at the, at the strip sack. And you've got a bigger guy in JTS at 6'5", 265, with a longer arm, longer reach, right, and, and more athleticism. And I think that he can go up against those maybe less athletic right tackles and have more success there. So I was really pleased today to see, and fingers crossed, I hope it happens more, more, more of this year. And they're going to flip sides to give teams different looks. Yep. But but keep JTS on that left side most of the time. Let him, instead of being a jack of all trades and a master of none, Matt, let him master that left outside linebacker position. And Scott, this isn't something new, all right? This isn't something that you just picked up on today or last week at OTAs. You've been banging the table for this for almost two seasons now, all right? So this isn't just like, oh, this is a common trend. No, you've been talking about this for a long time. Just keep Shaq Barrett on the right side. So that was a great glimmer of what is to It come. made me happy, Matt. It made yeah. me really happy today. I was very, <laughs> I mean, seeing Blaine Gabbert was always a, a thrill. Um, but but seeing JTS at the left side and, and Shaq on the right was just, it was a magical day for me. I'm not going to lie. And to stick with the outside linebacker, two things that I thought was also awesome and should make Bucks fans happy. Uh, one of the things with Sha- was Shaq Barrett. We asked him about the leadership role. I think leadership is going to be a, a big common theme for the Bucs this year. And you want to see it with every team. And you ask players every year about it. But especially this year with more of a transition type of aspect of it where, and you know, we spoke to Vita Vey about it last week with Logan Hall coming in and Sue leaving. We're yeah. talking about an outside linebacker with JPP gone, and now it's mm-hmm. just Shaq. Shaq talked about that he's going to lead the way that he knows how to lead. And he's already been a leader, as we talked about. But right. he leads by example. And he said, whoever yeah. wants to follow him, go ahead and follow him. <laughs> right. He will help him out as much as he possibly can. But he had a great line at the end, too, where he essentially was talking about, you know, some guys got to learn how to follow, too. You know, mm-hmm. can't be all leaders and no one else. Everyone else is going their own way. Right. They all got to, you know, the Bucks like to row the uh, row the boat, row That's the canoe, right. whatever you want to call it. He was saying that some of these guys are just going to have to make sure that they listen, that they take mm-hmm. lead of what Shaq Barrett is doing. So That's I thought right. that was really cool. And on the field itself, too, as you were just talking about with Joe Tryon Shoyanka going up against right tackles, well, mm-hmm. The Bucs have a pretty damn good right tackle with Tristan yeah. Wirfs. So we saw a lot of Joe Tryon Shoyanka against Tristan Wirfs. And, of course, yeah, they're not in shoulder pads. They're not hitting each other very hard. Yeah. So a lot of it was just uh, Tristan Wirfs mirroring Joe Tryon Shoyanka. And Wirfs yeah. did a pretty good job against JTS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and JTS is yeah. fast, athletic, strong, good first yeah. step. So we're talking about a quick guy, and Tristan Wirfs was with him every step of the way. So he remember, he's coming off an ankle injury that – forced him to miss that playoff game against the L.A. Rams. Tristan Wirfs had a lot of recovery this offseason. Yeah. As far as movement and quickness-wise, he's looking he looks, pretty damn good there. He looks like he's damn good. You're exactly right. Great analysis, Matt. And, and the thing, too, is just imagine Joe Tryon Schoenka going up against Tristan Wirfs every day in training camp, right? And so when it gets time to play the games – it's going to be easier because he's literally going up against the best right tackle in practice every day. Mm-hmm. So if he can get a sack, an occasional sack on Tristan Wirfs, which is going to happen, right? I mean, it was perfect. 
it's it's only going to be easier on Sundays for JTS. And I think that's that's the good takeaway from from that particular battle that started today. And we're going to see a lot more of it in the mini camps and training camp and all that. And again, I'm sure you're going to see JTS on the right side a little bit as well. But um, I, I would love for home base for him to be on that left side. Matt, I, I saw you sneaking a Celsius in there. That's allowed. You can show that can yeah. to uh, to everybody. Well, I, what what sparked me to do that as well is Adam Davies' comment here. It says, hey, yeah. guys, I'm thirsty. Anyone know what I could drink to quench that first? By the way, I'm on my second Celsius me too. drink today. Me and too. I don't even necessarily need the energy right now. I just yeah. like the flavor of this. I, I had yep. a I had a sparkling pomegranate, orange pomegranate this morning. I'm rocking the peach vibe now too. So again, yep. just the taste itself is amazing with Celsius energy drinks. And again, Celsius energy drinks, there's the versatility factor to it. Just like we love a versatile safety yep. in the secondary or a versatile wide receiver that can play outside in the slot. That's what you get with Celsius energy drink because on the one side, the flavors are fantastic. As you saw, I had the peach vibe. Scott, you had two cans there, I believe. Uh, Orange and Fuji yeah. apple pear. Yeah, yeah. You were drinking the Fuji apple pear today uh, before practice started. So they're, yeah. all the flavors, they're not just good. They're great. And they yeah. are as advertised, all right? If you're saying it's orange or watermelon or wild berry or the Arctic vibes, all the vibes here, the vibes are very high right now they on are. the Peter Report podcast. But they actually taste like what they're telling you it tastes like, all right? This isn't a sham. This isn't a fugazi, a fugazi, a woozy, it's a wazi. It's a, <laughs> a Wolf of Wall Street right there for you. But yeah, that's the one side of it is that they have so many different types of flavors and they all taste fantastic. The other side of it too is obviously they no give sugar. you the energy. No, no sugar. sugar. They give you the energy that you need, whether it's a work day, a long drive, a workout. Yep. It's there for you. And you don't get the downside of the post-energy drink jitters, the crash that comes later with it. We've been drinking Celsius energy drinks for a while now. Haven't had that issue at all. So make sure you go to your local bodega, your local. What is a uh, bodega, Matt? Is, it, is that a New York term? I hear you say it all the time. It, it is, or is it, it a Florida it's, term? I don't know. What's a bodega? It, it, it's, a, it's a New York term but okay. uh, you can find other places too it's you know it's just like a convenience store that's close oh, okay to like right. like duck like duckweeds i don't know if you've heard of duckweeds but nope. like there's one okay it's you know it's your simple i'm your learning something duck, new every day here you know you, get your, you, you can get your drinks your snacks stuff like that it's okay. it's like you know it's certain areas where you just get convenient okay. like little things that you could pick up on so. well the, the other place you can get it is amazon and you can do the yeah. subscribe and save they'll ship it right to your house and you can save money by buying them in cases and the other thing that is uh, that you definitely want to do, aside from getting Celsius on uh, Amazon, is getting the fast protein bars. Um, I'm going to say something, and it's 100 percent true, and it's not going to be, it's not going to make the folks at Celsius and fast brands uh, happy. Okay, um, I, I'm currently out of the fast protein bars, and they come in two delicious flavors. They come in the white chocolate cookies and cream which tastes like a candy bar. And the other one, which tastes like a candy bar is the salted uh, peanut uh, caramel crunch. And uh, they, they, they taste fantastic. And, and why I'm harping on the taste is, is yes, they have all the protein that you want with very little sugar. They're very healthy for you, but it's the taste. Matt, uh, I stopped off today to get some gas on the way to one buck place. And uh, they don't carry fast in, in the, the uh, 
bodega, to use yeah. your term, that I was at, <laughs> the convenience store. And so I grabbed uh, a competing bar. And um, it was uh, supposedly blueberry, blueberry flavored. And, and Matt, um, uh, it tasted like sawdust or cardboard. It, it tasted like wood chips. It was very dry and flaky, yeah. and I got it like all over my shirt. And I was wolfing it down because I, I was like, all right, I want some protein, you know. I'm waiting on my my protein, uh, my fast protein bars to come from Amazon. And and it was awful. I'd keep imagining myself, okay, this is supposed to taste like blueberry. Do I taste the blueberry? Uh, I kind of taste the blueberry. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to pretend it's blueberry. Folks, listen, don't, don't make the same mistake. Just get the fast protein bars. Oh, and by the way, you can get them now for $5 off your 12 pack when you buy them. So two fantastic flavors. It tastes like candy bars. You get all the protein you need, very little sugar, fast protein bars, get them on Amazon. Use the five fast lane uh, for $5 off. So it's a fantastic time to do it right now before the end of the month. And uh, we encourage you all to do so. So Matt, um, one of the highlights today was talking to, to Devin White, right? Because we love Devin White. He is a very good quote machine when it comes to uh, talking with the media. I think we got probably five or six stories coming out of Devin White's 12-minute press conference today, which is great. Honestly, Scott, we could probably do the rest of this podcast just on Devin White and not just what he did on the field, but yeah, his his post-practice press conference, a lot of P's in there, pushing P, yep. and just everything from, you know, why he came to OTAs in the first place, taking mm -hmm. on even more of a leadership role, why he hates playing in the cover two, why he hates the <laughs> Pro Bowl, why he never wants to play in a leader. There were so many videos, like I didn't yeah. even have enough time to like go and, and put everything in there. But we got a ton of great information from Devin White. So you, you know wanna... what? Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, and, and as good as Devin White is to talk to, uh, folks, uh, Will Golston is just as good. Will is a fantastic right. quote. He has been one of my go-to guys in the locker room for ten years now. I mean, he was was great as a rookie. He's been great as as a as a wise old sage veteran with the Super Bowl ring now. And he's going to be our special guest tomorrow at four o'clock on the Peter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. Make sure that you are tuning in tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern. And if you have some questions in the chat, we'll even ask Will. How about that? You throw some super chats, especially. We'll ask those questions to Will. And we're going to have him on talking about all things Buccaneers. So this should be a fascinating conversation. So All right. I think Scott uh, froze again, as he does from time to time. But again, please, <laughs> this frozen, I'm sorry, this frozen shot right here of scott that is hilarious but um uh, yeah as as we were just talking about will golson coming on the show tomorrow cannot wait gonna be so much fun he's one of the longest tenured tampa bay buccaneers on the team so it's gonna be awesome to uh, get to chat with him tomorrow a little more in depth than just your typical press conference that we got going on with that so again four o'clock tomorrow will golston on the show a special guest scott and i will be uh, talking to him for that. And I believe we got Scott back. Yep. Scott, I was just wrapping up the yep. podcast I will be having tomorrow with Will Golson. Very excited for that. And we'll get to talk to him about Vita Vea and Logan Hall and obviously Will's career as well, too. He's had a long career with the Bucs in multiple yes. different phases of it. So it's going to be awesome tomorrow. And I can't wait for it. 
looking forward to it. Uh, let, let's hear from from uh, some Devin White uh, clips now because uh, he he had some fantastic quotes. Yeah, one of the first things that Devin White was talking about, and he was very honest with himself. You know, I, a lot of times you see on social media, Devin, um, he'll hear from the haters, and yeah. he wants to, I guess, kind of clap back at them. But he was honest yeah. with himself, too, right. that the biggest thing that he is working on this year is consistency. All right, we've yeah. seen the great Devin White, and we've seen when Devin White doesn't even look like we're like, just what is going on here? Yeah. He's all about consistency this year with with him and Levante David as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're obviously fast, strong, know the position. Yeah. What is it that's going to make you even another level? I think for myself to tap into another level, uh, like I know what everything feels like. I know all the accolades. And I think uh, just for myself is being consistent, like with my diet, with my training, you know, doing extra, making sure – fourth quarter still feel like the second quarter to me. I think, uh, like, as a young player, you kind of slack off in some of those areas. Because you're young, you can just go out there and run. Like, I think I got to be more consistent on just myself and do uh, what's best for me. And I got to put those things in order to know what's best for me. And that's more so, you know, asking each individual, like my coach, what you think? What you think I need to play at? This where I need to be? Well, stay there. Like, tell myself to stay there. Don't go get Chick-fil-A on Sunday, Monday, because I had a good game Sunday. Like, I got to be more consistent in those fine-tuned areas. And like you said, just keep getting in the film. And because that's kind of the next step that me and Coach Foote talk about is like that Luke Keekley step. Like, I got way more athleticism than him. And brains kind of uh, they play a big factor in the football game. So where, where are you at right now in terms of weight? I thought that was great. Seventy-five so percent yeah. of what he was talking about with consistency didn't even have to do with stuff on the field. And he gets to that in a second. I'm going to read off another quote that that yeah. Devin White had talking about his consistency. But I just love the fact that he's talking about eating right, not just relying on the fact that he's young. Because I'm sure Will Golston will tell you tomorrow. If you want to have longevity in this career, you got to make sure you're always working on your body and your agility and, and being able to move. And then he talked about wanting to be like Luke Keekley. Well, Luke Keekley, great player, all pro, one of the best linebackers out there when he was playing. Devin White's got the Super Bowl already ahead of him. But still, just talking about watching the tape, the the, the knowledge, the, the learning aspect of it. He talked about it in another quote, too, that he's a, a walking book, how he played a lot of man-to-man -man at LSU, but now playing zone more in the Bucks defense, that's something that, you know, it's taken him a little bit of time to, to work on. And then on the field as well, too, Devin had another quote. He was asked about just how he's always flying around going, you know, hundred miles per mm -hmm. hour. Cause he's more of a, a downhill type of player. A lot of sacks, you know? Yeah. And he said, uh, we were just watching the sack tape and man, just when I'm going hundred miles per hour, you don't <sighs> even have to be an athletic quarterback or something. Yep. They can just sidestep you because you're mm -hmm. going so fast and you can't stop your momentum. Just stuff like that. Everything I do, I got to play under control. Yeah. I always try to use my speed as just a makeup because I know I'm fast. But now it's got to be more brains than speed. I'm mm -hmm. getting better with that, and I'm still learning. So he understands the bull in the china shop mentality that yeah. has helped him at times, but it hurt him a lot last year. That's a big thing that Devin White was talking about that he has to, and we spoke about it too, that he's got to hone in on yeah. and change his focus a little bit. Yeah, and and all of this is refreshing because it's stuff that we, we've written about. It's some of the critiques that the fans have had, right? Whether it's it's on you know here in the chat room, whether it's on social media, et cetera, on, on our Peter Report Twitter feed. And, and he's 
he's embracing that. He's acknowledging those mistakes. He knows what he needs to do. He, he needs to become a more cerebral player. And he's a very, he's got some good instincts, right? He's got some fantastic yeah. athleticism, but he does have to play more under control. And, and that's something he's become very self-aware about. He's not shying away from it. And, and also too, I, I think that the position coach change is going to be good for him because he is, He's he's the kind of player that is a hype guy, and I think Larry Foot is more of like a hype coach, right? Uh, we heard Bruce Arians last year say, you know, the the chirpiest defensive coach is Larry Foot, right? He mm. he feels like he's still playing, and he's talking a bunch of smack to the offense, and and that's the type of player that Devin White is. Mike Caldwell is a more calm, cool collected kind of guy now the defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars but he was Devin's position coach and he loves playing for both and and the great thing about playing for multiple coaches is they different coaches emphasize different things and give you more tools for your your toolbox and so I, I think that that Larry Foote and I even asked this of Devin having played uh, the inside linebacker position as he did in Pittsburgh and also in Arizona uh, is, is that does that help him? And because he can, it's, he's more relatable. And he says, absolutely. Yes. And, and I think that, that Larry foot is going to be able to tell Devin when to hit the gas, when to apply the brake and really almost be like a driving instructor, right? Because as a, as a Mike linebacker, you're driving, you're driving the defense, you're driving to the ball, whether it's the quarterback on a blitz, whether it's dropping back and, and driving on a receiver and coverage, whether you're, you're driving, you know, sideline to sideline, going to get a running back, right, on a running play. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that Devin understands that going 100 miles per hour all the time, there's going to be some crashes. Crashes aren't good. So when to hit the gas, when to hit the brake, when to play under control. And I really think that, that Larry Foote is going to jive more with Devin White because they've got a similar personality. And I think we're going to see the best of Devin White this year. I really do. And here's Devin White talking about his new inside linebackers coach, Larry Foote, and co-defensive coordinator. Coach Foote giving you that you've kind of latched onto right off the bat. Uh, I mean, so far, you know, like you said, they're both unique in their own ways, the different coaches. And I love both of them. You know, obviously, Coach Kyle will more because he's been with me longer. But um, Coach Foote, he just more so like technician this, technician that, like talking route concepts, where to be. Like, so he more so like men. Like just this to this point being so much focused on the ball, getting the ball, getting picks, getting turnovers. Like he like he'll arsenal at that. Like even when he wasn't coaching me, he always say, Go watch me. When I played here, I had this, this, this. So he just been drilling it and I've been liking it, you know, just just coming from my background, just having just a lot of man to man chasing running backs, uh type of background, you know, all the zone stuff, the route concepts, everything is still like a walking book, like I'm reading and I'm learning as I go. So, I mean, I think he's doing a tremendous job and, you know, I'm not nobody that can't get enough tools in my toolbox. Like I still want to learn and I still want to play fast and at a high level. So I'm thankful for everything you're giving me right now. Does it really help you talk that language with you? Yeah, I think I think it always helped. Like, you know, it's like a, it's like you're talking to another player, you know, just a smarter player, because obviously he's 10 times smarter than me but he know the playbook too, because he's the one putting it in, they going over it, and he know what needs to be done. So I, I think it helps a lot. 
10 times smarter than him. <laughs> 10 times Larry yeah. Foote has the knowledge of that well, White. It's because of the experience, right? I mean, experience yeah. is the greatest teacher. And so I, I think what he's saying is Larry White played, you know, more than a decade in this, this league. Larry Foote has been in this defense going back to the Arizona Cardinals longer than Devin White's been in it because this is Devin's fourth year. So uh, I, I, Listen, Devin White wants to be better. He wants to be great. I do not think he is satisfied at all. And this was a concern of mine a little bit. Him getting the Pro Bowl nod last year that we all kind of at Peter Report was like, I don't know if it was quite a Pro Bowl season for Devin. But sometimes when you get that that recognition, uh, Matt, it it can be a thing where where I think the positive of of the Pro Bowl uh, birth for him, his first Pro Bowl birth, is not necessarily the 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 recognition and the the ego and the acknowledgement of oh I've arrived I'm a Pro Bowler. I think for him it's I want to stay at this level. Like I want to want to be amongst my peers. Don't necessarily want to play in the game, right? Yeah. But but I I want to I want to have that that reputation. I think he he kind of embraces it more of like okay. I'm supposedly at this level. I get to stay at this level, but I'm not just satisfied. I want to get to the next level. Yeah, De- Devin spoke about that. It was a question that you actually asked Scott, and he was you essentially asked him, um, you know, about making his first Pro Bowl and what it meant to be around just other great players, and if, if that's you know a motivating factor, as you just talked about the fact that you thought it got to his head a, a little bit. And he said, "End quote: When you're a good player, you want to be mentioned with the best." When you get spoiled by a Super Bowl, you never want to play in a Pro Bowl. I can right. say that. Uh, you you want the honors, but you don't want to play in it. I took that from it, and the whole time while we were out there, obviously we had a lot of teammates out there. Vita Vey was there, uh, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, Antoine Winfield Jr. as well, too. We just kept saying, damn, we should still be practicing. This is not what we want. But you want to make the best of it because at the end of the day, it's still an opportunity that we're thankful for. We're thankful because we could have not made the Pro Bowl and not made the Super Bowl. At yep. the end of the day, good players, they get recognized, and good players are on good teams. Uh, they all go hand-in-hand, hand and we want to be a great team. So, obviously, we got to have great players making plays and getting recognized for their play. Yeah. He, he goes on to talk a little bit more about right. it, but I think you get the, uh, oh, the yeah. point of, that he's trying to make. And, and listen, it, it was curious that the Buccaneers only had one Pro Bowler during their Super Bowl season, right? JPP! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so usually, and just go back to the 2002 Super Bowl Buccaneer team, usually the teams that have a lot of pro bowlers are the ones in the Super Bowl because great players make great teams and and all that. So it was a little bit of of an anomaly that only one pro bowler on that 2022 season, and it was JPP, as you mentioned. But I I do think that we're going to be seeing now this really become a pewter pro bowl where – you're going to be seeing return, uh, you know, appearances by Devin White, Vita Vea, Antoine Winfield, Shaq Barrett, etc. You know, maybe Shaq Mason gets in there. Tristan Wirfs, of course, will continue to be a Pro Bowler. So, uh, Mike Mike Evans, Chris Godwin when he's healthy, etc. So th- this team is stacked with those players, and, and I think Devin White has arrived in that sense, and I think he wants to make sure he stays there. Uh, you know, uh, appreciate the the hello from Emily. Appreciate it. I am. Um, Devin White had a, a good pass breakup today on a, a play that was a pass play to Rashad White. That he did. It was over the middle. Devin White versus Rashad White. 
very good coverage by Devin. It wasn't a bad thrown ball or anything like that. Just tried to fit it into a tight window. And I think overall, we'll talk about the quarterbacks a little bit later, but there were a lot of passes thrown that were into tight windows that were completed. Yeah. But Devin White was right there, right in the nick of time, able to make the stop, get his hand up, and uh, knock down the pass before it got to Rashad White. And it was funny, too, because at the beginning of practice, obviously it was cool to see Devin White. He's been there for a couple of practices, yeah. but – um, we were seeing him for the first time in 2022. And one of the things that you pointed out right away, Scott, was that Devin White looks more agile. You know, he looks even yes. a little bit quicker than he already has been. Maybe that's just comes with the experience. He can start anticipating mm-hmm. plays quicker than, than usual. And we saw that with the pass breakup yeah. on Rashad White. Certainly looked better than Larry White today, for sure. I think I, <laughs> I said Larry, I meant to say Larry Foot or Devin yeah. White, and it came out Larry White. So, um, but yeah, that's just to keep everybody on their toes, as Richie yeah. said. Appreciate appreciate Richie understanding where I'm coming from with that. But yeah, and, and the thing is, is it, it's kind of crazy, right? Because Devin White said that he's around 235. Last year, he was about 239. And you think, okay, it's only four pounds. That's not that big of a, of a deal. But think about it. Just, I mean, these guys are human beings just like you and I, Matt. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've, I've always said the only difference between an NFL football player and you and I is three things. Number one, they make a hell of a lot more money than you and I do. Number two, they're way better athletes than you and I are. Number three, uh, they're on TV every week and we're not. So, I mean, we kind of are on the people. Yeah, WFLA. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, they go through financial woes. They've got family members who get sick. They go through divorces. They, you know, they have uh, uh, the birth of children. Right. I mean, all sorts of things. Right. They're just like you and I. So think about it like this. When you drop four pounds, right, when you're on a diet or something, you feel a little bit better. You feel a little faster or whatever. Uh, for these professional athletes, especially for a guy like Devin White, that has a very low body fat to begin with, those four pounds that 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 you do shed, uh, make a difference and, and it can also lead to better stamina, better conditioning. So I, I think that I was right in saying that Devin looked a little thinner today, a little bit faster and he's a fast dude to begin with. So again, kudos to him for saying all the right things. I think it was very sincere. Uh, his comments, his candidness today. What else did Devin White had to say today, Matt? He was very sincere about two other things too. Uh, one I'll play this video first. One was just why he's here in the first place, because it's OTAs. It's involuntary. We saw other players. Well, it's, it's not, voluntary. It's not involuntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It, yeah. it It is a practice that is voluntary. Correct. And th- so he was asked why he wanted to show up. And part of it is because he's a leader on this team and Levante David is injured right now and can't be there. So he's like, well, one of us has to be there to hold yeah. it down. So he wants to do that. Also, while Todd Bowles is still here moving from defensive coordinator to head coach, they're implementing new things on the defense. And yeah. Devin White, again, wanting to be consistent, wanting to just put all of his priorities in order the right way. One of those things is how you learn about the game. And we just talked about how he wants to be a, a walking, talking book. He wanted to learn this new defense, not on Zoom, not right. over the phone or on the computer. He wanted to actually experience the different changes going on. So he spoke about uh, why he is here for OTAs. Yeah, uh, it's not my first day, but I feel like uh, it's it's great for me to be here because we putting in new new defenses. Like, you know, we trying to add new and I don't want to just learn it on Zoom. And then I want to actually come in and go over it full speed and kind of get the just get the feel of it down. You know, being able to go fast. Obviously, I got to 
you know, hold it down for Levante because, you know, I know he going, you know, he's doing this thing, what he got to do. So one of us got to be here kind of running the show. And, you know, I took it upon myself. So I just want to keep getting better. And as much as Devin White is a leader, he's going to put it on other people to be leaders as well, too. JPP is in here and Dominic and Sue is in here. So mm -hmm. who's step up in that role? Devin White spoke about that as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're obviously fast, strong, you know the position. Yeah. What is it that's going to make you I think for myself to tap into another level, um, like I know what everything feels like. I know all the accolades. And I think uh, just for myself is being consistent, like with my diet, with my training, you know, doing extra, making sure fourth quarter still feel like the second quarter to me. I think uh, like as a young player, you kind of slack off in some of those areas because you're young. You can just go out there and run like. We heard Devin already talk about that, the consistency. Yeah. But one of the last things that I really thought was awesome that Devin White was talking about is, again, because Levante David isn't there, K.J. Britt stepped into a role yeah. as, you know, a, a starting, and I'm putting this in quotations for right. anyone that's listening on the audio version of this, but starting linebacker with air Levante quotes. David, right? Yeah, air quotes. And he was extremely complimentary of K.J. Britt, probably more than anyone ever has been of KJ yeah. Britt. And that's that's not a diss to him. Correct. Uh, he pretty much Devin White pretty much said he wants to play with Levante David for as long as Levante wants yeah. to keep playing in the NFL. But unfortunately when that day arrives when Levante isn't playing in the NFL anymore, he's more than comfortable with KJ Britt coming in and you know being uh, another starting linebacker next to him. Um, this yeah. way, as he, I mean, he more so helping me right now. He's been here, you know, all the phase one, phase two, getting the install. So he was a little step ahead of me. But man, he's a great player. You know, he's somebody I can see myself playing by for a long time. You know, obviously, I want to play with Levante a little more time. <laughs> but you know, just you know, everybody had a day. But I think if me or Levante go down. I think he's a great guy to step in. You know, he's took ownership of being here and learning and just getting his feet down and just showing the coaches that if something ever happened, I'm able to take over. So I really appreciate that from him. I tell him every day. And I mean, we just had a great practice out there together. We flow together because he like to talk. I like to talk. Like we basically the same people. So, you know, I'm way faster though. That's not to get that. <laughs> but nah, it's fun playing with KJ. Yeah, but there's another level. Yeah, you still get a little bit of that fun cockiness Devin White saying that he's way faster than, than KJ Britt but nonetheless yeah. glowing review of KJ yeah. Britt it's going to be fascinating to see how Britt does in training camp especially when the pats come on and and then also in the preseason games like th that that's that's really going to be key to because is he going to be nothing more than that third linebacker the first guy off the bench like Kevin Minter was or is he going to be a potential long-term replacement for Levante David yeah. And if you can get that in the fifth round, I mean, that's a steal for, for Jason Light. Now, I, I don't anticipate KJ Britt being the level of player that Levante David is, right? And 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 maybe it's a situation where Britt becomes an okay starter. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but, sure. but maybe he's an okay starter that maybe down the road you try to upgrade and replace, right? Um, that's one thing Mike Tomlin uh, told Rondé Barber. I mean, even when Rondé Barber was making Pro Bowls, uh, you know, it's like, hey, we're trying to replace you, you know, <laughs> right? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to replace you. I mean, like you're 5'10", 180 pounds, you know, you do get some picks. You're a pretty good cover guy. You you make a lot of tackles, but don't think we're not trying to replace you. And Ronnie Barber just had that mentality of every year, 
he had to be better than the previous year because he was going to get replaced. And honestly, that's that's the role of of personnel and, and the general manager and the scouting departments is is upgrades right all across the board. And Demar Dotson was a very good right tackle for many years. Tristan Wirfs is already better in year two, entering year yeah. three, right? So that, that's you know that, that that's the biggest thing is is trying to to get uh, a better player. There is going to be a drop off from Levante David to KJ Britt when that eventually happens, and and we'll see if Britt can handle it. But when I was probing some of my sources at uh, at the Advent Health Training Center, one buck place last week. Um, I, I was saying, Hey, who's looking good. We only got to one, watch one practice, right? We get one practice a week. We get to watch that was last, uh, Tuesday. And then we got today's. So there's, this is the fifth OTA practice. We've only seen two. And one of the first, uh, names that, that I got was Brit, Brit Darden, white McCollum. Those were the guys that kind of stood out and stood out so far. And when we say white, we mean Rashad white, uh, Rashad white and, and Zion McCollum off to very good starts. And, and really, we should talk about Zion McCollum for just a, a minute here because with Carlton Davis being out, uh, Zion McCollum was the starting left cornerback today and took a lion's share of the snaps. Yeah, Scott, I want to talk about Zion McCollum and Rashad White uh, in, in just a moment. You know, these are two rookies that the Bucks are hoping, are, are betting on, are going to play well in the NFL. And uh, if you're going to bet on any sport, the best place to go to is mybookie.ag folks as you see there you have the charles schwab championship coming up starting tomorrow thursday to sunday there was just a great golf tournament the pga championship one of the four majors an awesome awesome sunday event where justin thomas came back from down seven strokes to come back and win the pga championship i believe that's his second major title and he'll be playing in this tournament again this week the charles schwab championship and again that goes from Thursday to Sunday. So that's just one of the many sports that you could bet on, including playoff hockey, Gold Bolts. We don't know who they're playing yet in the Eastern Conference Championship, but obviously you can bet on them when they start playing. You got playoff basketball as well, too. And baseball's going on right now. And there's 162 games of the baseball season. And that could feel like a grind at times. But you can put the excitement back in each and every game with my bookie. There's run lines, money lines, props galore, first inning, no runs. Again, my favorite bet in all of sports. And nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. You deposit up to $300 and play with $150 instantly. Just use the promo code Pewter to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the my bookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, that's Pewter, to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway, all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Again, that's MyBookie.ag with the promo code Pewter. So as you were just talking about with Zion McCollum there, yeah, he got a lot of the reps because Sean Murphy bunting was not at Bucks OTAs today, yeah. as we mentioned in our uh, OTA report, which, Scott, you did another fantastic job writing that up. So it was on Zion McCollum, and it was definitely a learning experience for him. Yeah. He got, uh, I don't want to say taken to the woodshed. That wouldn't be fair. No. But 
he lost the majority of his battles going up against the likes of Scotty Miller, who I thought mm-hmm. had a really, really good day. We he can did, talk yeah. about him in a little yep. bit. But Scotty Miller kind of took it to him. Rashad Perryman, talking about old dog versus new dog. Mm-hmm. Rashad Perryman got the better of him. Jalen Darden, uh, another pretty good practice, too. Had a great rep against Jamel Dean as well, too. But in terms of Zion McCollum, this is exactly what we talked about where, you know, he was a later round pick. It's not right. someone who you're going to plug in right away. He's obviously getting that starting experience yeah. in OTAs when not everyone is here, like Sean Murphy Bunting. I thought it was a pretty good learning experience for him. Obviously, sure. struggled here and there, but that's exactly what Tampa Bay knew what they were getting with him, a guy yeah. that they're going to mold and develop. And he's getting all the experience right now, which I think is great. So even if he struggles right now, it's nothing to worry about. Right. We're in May, not even at training camp yet. Yeah. Um, but he was definitely a, a topic that was notable out there because of uh, how he's, he got beat. He's coming from Sam Houston, right? And it's not LSU. It's not Auburn, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not Georgia or Alabama. I mean, he's coming from Sam Houston. There's going to be a learning curve with him. But this guy has all of the physical tools, the agility. He's a smart kid. He wants to be great. And it's just going to take some time with him. And the great thing is, is Carl- Carlton Davis not being there just gets him more reps. These yeah. practices don't count, right? Uh, they don't affect the Bucks. The Bucks are zero and zero. They've, they've yet to win a game. They've yet to lose a game. And it's going to be the same thing at tomorrow's OTA. It's going to be the same thing next week in the OTAs. It's going to be the same thing in, in the June minicamp. These games, these practices are not games. They don't count. So any mistakes he's making, it's not fatal. It's all learning for him. And it's, it's the same thing for all the rookies, you know. And we're going to be talking tomorrow with, uh, with Will Golston about one of the other rookies, and that's Logan Hall, the team's first pick, top pick of the second round. And uh, to get his take on, uh, on Logan Hall and, and how he's looked and also playing next to Vita Vea and playing without uh, Ndamukong Sue. So make sure that you're tuned in tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern time when we have Will Goldstone from the Buccaneers on the program, that should be a fun conversation, always is, with Will. And as we've seen from some of you in the chat, you appreciate the reminder. Hit the subscribe button when you go to Peter Report TV and also the like button. The like button helps our algorithm on YouTube, gets us in front of more pewter people like you, which we love. And we love all the love from you guys. You've gotten us up over 8,400 subscribers. We're on our way to 8,500. And then next up, it's going to be 9,000 before you know it. That's our goal. We want to hit 9,000 before the start of, of uh, the season. So uh, we got about 500 to go, maybe um, a little bit more than 500, but help us in, in that endeavor. It's free. There's no subscription fee. Just hit the button, and you're all automatically subscribed. If you want to, you can also hit the notifications button. That way, when we go live, which is usually 4 o'clock Eastern time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday during the off season. You'll, you'll know about it on your phone. And there will not be a Pewter Report podcast on Monday. That's Memorial Day. So we're only going to have three podcasts next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Tuesday, we will be out at OTAs. So we'll have a recap of that um, on, on uh, Tuesday. So that's our, our docket for next week. Will Golston tomorrow. No podcast on Monday. We'll still do a roll call on Tuesday. And, yeah. and we'll have a recap of, of the OTA practice on Tuesday and then shows on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, 
There you go. Uh, so much stuff going on. And we're not even done with this podcast yet either, but uh, a ton of great information. You mentioned Logan Hall, and I'm excited to see what he can do in training camp. But again, when your top two picks of the draft are a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman, you're not going to see exactly too much from them. But obviously, Will Golson will have a lot of great insight about what's going on there. Thank you, Pagan Troll. He Appreciate says, love that. the podcast. Really informative. Thank you, Scott and Matt. Yeah, we try to be as informative as we can give you all the information that we can relay from what we saw on the field and, um, you know, and give it to you guys here on the show, Pewter Report podcast, Pewter Report TV. Emily says, if there's anyone that needs to prove themselves all over again, it's Darden. Yeah. This is a make or break camp for him. In my opinion, if he doesn't step it up, I see him on the, if he doesn't step it up, I see him on the field. Yeah. She's in a, the regular. Don't see him on the field. And I gotcha, gotcha. totally agree with that. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's interesting today because let's we talk can, about the receivers. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, Blaine Gabbert, uh, and Kyle Trask didn't throw any interceptions today. So that's, that's a positive step because the very first practice of OTAs, the one we were able to see Blaine had two interceptions. Trask had one. And no picks today from either quarterback. They both ended with a touchdown pass. It was a great ending for both quarterbacks. We'll let you talk about that in a second. Probably one of the more disappointing plays was one of the rare deep shots that we saw was from Blaine Gabbert. And Jalen Darden actually blew right by Jamel Dean. Yeah. And I didn't see the beginning of the route, but I saw the separation. And I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. And I don't know if, if Darden ran – the precise route or if it was just an overthrow by by Blaine but uh, it was a missed connection Blaine overthrew him by about two or three yards and I'm so I'm not not sure if it was the quarterback uh just misfiring um I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to Blaine for obvious reasons but I'm not saying he's perfect either uh but Jalen Darden uh, he blew by probably the fastest cornerback although you know what we should see we need to see a race do don't we don't we Matt from from yes. Jamel yes. Dean and Zion McCollum to settle this once and for all. Who's the fastest cornerback on this team? I'm glad you brought that up, too, because a couple of Bucks players had a race, and this had the offensive side of the ball, too, where they were stretching and everything. It was a quick, like, okay, who could run to the corner of the end zone first? And it was, like, yeah. maybe 10 yards. It wasn't, like, a on-your-market-set-go type of thing. But Cyril Grayson Jr. actually won that, and then he was celebrating after <laughs> doing, like, the plane – like yeah. the, the Jets used to do this when they'd score a touchdown when right. they made it to the AFC championship game. And he was like going like this and he was celebrating, getting hyped up and everything. So that was cool to see. But again, getting back to Jalen Darden, if he's starting to build up his, his game where he's getting that separation, as you just mentioned, and he's becoming a little bit more of a deep ball threat. Again, let's take it with the grain of salt. It's yeah. OTAs. But it's one thing when he did it against D Delaney last week. And it's like, all right, that's cool. He's yeah. taking he's taking a leg up. He, he's doing it a little bit better, doing it a little bit better. But now he just did it against the Bucks' number two cornerback. And again, yeah, we don't know if it was an overthrow by playing Gabbert, if Darden did something wrong on the route. But even if he ran the wrong route, right, he still smoked Jamel Dean on the play. So yeah. I don't care whose mistake that really was. Right. It was good to see him get that separation. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. 100%. So I think Darden, that's the, he just, the, again, the Bucs have talked about this a ton, stacking wins in, in games during the season. Yeah. Darden needs to stack these practices. He needs Bingo. to stack the big plays. All yeah. right. And I also want to give him credit too, because there was another kind of freak play where he was to the outside. I think 
the Bucks were in zone. So Dean was watching him and he had Mike Edwards over the top too. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback, I, I can't recall if it was, I think it was Trask, but I'm not sure if it was Trask or, mm-hmm. or Gabbard. And they tried to fit into a tight window. And yeah. Mike Edwards could have like clotheslined Jamal yes, Dean. I believe right. he kind of like hit him right in the chest. And yeah. Darden wasn't able to make the catch. It was not on Darden at all. It was an extremely right. tough play. Yeah. But Darden popped like right back up. It was probably mm-hmm. like as physical as you're going to see in an OTA type of thing. Yeah. But he took the clothesline and just popped right back up and was good to go. So uh, shout out to Jalen Darden for that too. And another wide receiver, I, I mentioned him earlier, Scotty Miller, I think was probably the best receiver on the field. In my opinion, he was making catches to the sideline. Yeah. He burned Zion McCollum on a play where he started on the outside and kind of moved in, not all the way across the middle, but moved back towards the, the middle, uh, towards the numbers, I, I should say, and made a catch there. He's looking more and more like the Scotty Miller from two years ago, now that he's healthy. And that's something that Todd Bowles talked about, where he said, Scotty looks good. He's doing yeah. everything that they asked of him. He's doing the right things. It's really just, and I think he said, knock on wood, just needs to stay healthy. He yeah. just needs to stay healthy. But it looks like Scotty Miller is regaining that form, and I thought he was the best wide receiver on the field for the Bucs today. Great point. Great observation. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, we should note that there was mo- no Mike Evans out there today. Um, yes. It's OTAs. It's voluntary. He's he's a veteran. When these veterans stay away, right, when when Carlton Davis, Levante Davis obviously out, so is Chris Godwin, right? Uh, we did see – that would be funny. <laughs> Meet <laughs> Tom Brady. That'd be, yeah, that would be great. I'm putting my money on Brady. He's just too too much of a competitor, you know. Plus, he would probably like trip Vita or something like that to like stick his leg out and, yeah. you know, uh, just do whatever it takes to win because uh, that's who Tom Brady is. But, um, yeah, when these guys stay away and and uh, and you're without the top three receivers in Tampa right now, no Mike Evans. Russell Gage was actually out there at practice, but he's nursing some sort of an injury, so they held him out, nothing too major. Um, Chris Godwin's out. So, yeah, great opportunity for Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden, all these guys to really step up. Matter of fact, uh, uh, we had a, a little bit of an overthrow when the Buccaneers were doing some some uh, uh, two-minute, actually last-second plays in the red zone where you need a touchdown to win. And and Blaine uh, was, was a little too hot with one of the passes. And, and I don't know if it, was, if it was high or if it was Tyler Johnson just didn't make enough of an effort to, to grab it. Again, I'm going to give the, the uh, benefit of the doubt to Blaine Gabbert for obvious reasons, Blaine train. But they came right back to the exact same play on the next one. And it was a beautiful pass from Gabbert, a great catch from Tyler Johnson for the touchdown right at the goal line. It was probably like a 20-yard throw. So that was good to see. Uh, Blaine ended on a high note, and then Kyle Trask comes in. Well, I was going to say, who was guarding Tyler Johnson on that play? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was. It was the Pro Bowler. Yeah. So and uh, go for that, on. You said it before. Go for on. Right. Go for crime. Go for on. Go for crime. No doubt about it. Um, so Kyle Trask, to his credit, really answered right back. Now, his throw was probably even more impressive. It went between yes. two or three defenders right to, to Travis Johnson, about a yard or two deep in, in the, the end zone. And so for, for a guy that's not doesn't have that rifleman type of, of arm, uh, and Blaine Gabbard does have a pretty strong arm, right? He can put some zip on the ball. The When I see Kyle Trask, and, and I have people in the front office tell me this, when they drafted him, they kind of thought like Brad Johnson. You know, that mm-hmm. was the guy. 
And, and he looks like Brad Johnson out there. Brad Johnson was not a guy that had the most crazy zip on the ball, but he was accurate and he had good touch on the ball. But this was, this was a laser. He lasered this one in from about 15, 20 yards. And it was a nice pass. And that was the last play of practice. Couldn't have ended better for Kyle Trask. Again, going out on a highlight play in practice. Last week, it, it was the deep ball to Darden that That's Kyle right. Trask threw. Yeah. This week, it was to Travis Johnson. And shout out to Travis Johnson, because there have been pewter people in the chats being like, don't forget about Travis Johnson. Yeah. Don't forget about Travis Johnson. He made a great catch there. Again, in a tight yes. window. Kyle Trask threw about two or three balls that were caught in tight windows. And they weren't yes. passes where it was like, Oh, what are you doing, man? Like, don't throw right. that ball into traffic. It was AJ Hallen had one of those. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hallen was up and down. He he yeah. had a couple drops, but he did catch one of those tight window uh throws from Kyle Trask there. So I thought he did a great job of assessing when to take that risk with yeah. the tight window throw. And he threw it right on the money. And speaking of money, if you're going to uh manage your money, the best place to go to that is a Muni Financial. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. Dude, dude, got to get to Colorado. We got to get to Rade. We do. And uh, whether it's Colorado or whether it's wherever you want a vacation when you're retired in your golden years, you have to save up money for it, right? Because, I mean, just with like with inflation right now, everything's expensive. Traveling's expensive. And the people that you want managing your money and helping you plan ahead to stay ahead are the folks at Immunity Financial. Folks, the great thing about the Peter Report podcast advertising partners that we have, these are products, services, businesses that we use and do business with. I have the vast majority of my financial investments with David and Mark over at Immunity Financial. They're local, but they can also help you from across the country with 40 years of experience let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Do what I did. Give them a call when it comes to managing your legacy, when it comes to brokerage and advisory services, when you want help to build your retirement account for college savings accounts and all the type of insurance that you need. Immunity Financial is the place that you got to turn to. Visit them on the web at immunity.com or give them a call at 1-800-868-6864 and tell them the Peter Report sent you. Yes, please do. And Scott, I think I think to really wrap everything up. Oh, one more thing that we have not talked about yet, but it was in the OTA minicamp report was the kicking game. And we've seen a lot of Jose Borgales, the yeah. Aurora Borgales, as, as I like to call it. JC's um, guy. JC's guy. Yeah. Um, he thinks he's hold on. JC Allen thinks that that uh, Jose Borgales is going to beat out Ryan Suckup for the JC might need a new guy. Uh, yeah. come training camp time or at the start of the regular season because the Aurora Borgalis was given three opportunities today. Granted, they were situations where there's under 10 seconds on the clock. You got to run everyone onto the field, right. get it going, you know, no timeouts or anything like that. 
And his first two kicks didn't even come close. The first no. one, it was like a knuckleball that was yeah. got a little high, but just right. all the way to the right. The next one was even more way right. And uh, his third one, he did hit. It was a little more yeah. lackadaisical, laissez-faire, not the rush, right. not everyone running onto the field. But he had two opportunities. And it's yeah. one thing if you miss, but like he missed really badly. Meanwhile... Yeah. Ryan Suckup hasn't even kicked at all in OTA. We were like, oh, there's Ryan Suckup. He's literally like on the third field, stretching. Yeah, two fields away. And I was like, does this Go look ahead. like a man that is concerned about losing no. his job? I think Borgalis, again, it's one practice. I don't think you're yeah. going to get cut just because of that. Right. But I don't really think Ryan Suckup is in jeopardy of losing his job as the Bucks' starting kicker. Yeah. And Borgaus isn't in a bad spot either because he'll probably just get on the practice squad and still, yeah. you know. And, and the, the thing is, is solid Matt, these weren't like 45, 50 yard kicks. These were like, we, it's hard to see because it was at the opposite end of the field, but I'm yeah. guessing 35 yards. I, I think it was probably that. The reason why Ryan Suckup's on this team is because inside the 40, he's pretty money. He does not have a, a big leg anymore. He can't really make kicks over 40 yards. Uh, the thing is, though, is, with Tom Brady, you're not going to have drives typically stall around, you know, the the 40, 45 yard line where you're going to have to have one of those long distance kicks. If you're going to have a drive stall, it's going to be inside the red zone, and that's where where Ryan Suckup has has been dependable. Um, but yeah, great great observation by you when it comes to the kicking game. I guess the last thing we'll kind of mention too is uh, we'll get to Cliff's pictures again. Cliff Welch, happy 39th birthday, happy birthday, again. Cliff. He's the guy in the middle. That's Brian Ford from the Buccaneers uh, opposite me, giving Cliff Welch his uh, his 30 jersey for celebrating 30 years of, of covering the Buccaneers, shooting great photos that we use here on the Peter Report podcast on Peter Report. Um, so one of the other pictures Cliff gave us before he had to run out for his birthday party was this one right here. Logan Ryan, we wanted to find out where he's practicing, right? He's been practicing with the safeties exclusively, at least the, the two practices we've seen. That's mm -hmm. Antoine Winfield Jr. in the middle, Mike Edwards, and then obviously Logan Ryan. But without Sean Murphy Bunting there today, we did see him play some in the slot. And is that really – is it a three-safety look? Is it a situation where because SMB wasn't there, he was the next guy in at nickel corner? We really don't know. I, I didn't see Ross Cockrell out there today, so maybe it's just a situation where he filled in. But – Something we'll keep an eye on when it comes to to Logan Ryan. And then probably, I guess, the last thing uh, we could talk about is the offensive line a little bit. Um, sorry, that picture is not sized right, but just a really quick look at Shaq Mason at 6'1". That's <laughs> the Darius Hutcherson right there in the middle. He's coming off of Avenger Reserve. He's, I think, probably 6'3". And then you've got uh, a guy 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and Fred Johnson there. They really make Shaq Mason look small. Um Mason it, it plays big though. He's he's a, a yeah. It's insane. A like yeah. the small guy is the clear cut better lock as a Best starter. Yeah. At, you know at at, uh, at right guard, and the other guys yeah. just trying to make the team as as a backup offensive tackle. So yeah, NFL but, players they're built in all different sizes. No doubt, and no Ryan Jensen today. So what that did was that gave a whole bunch of reps to Robert Hainsey right at center. No, yep. not so fast. Well, Robert no, Hainsey yeah. was playing left guard exclusively and the the center today was with the starters was nick leverett the versatile backup and yep. then the backup center was with john Moulton. yeah it wasn't even wasn't even robert hansey they're really giving robert hansey every opportunity to win that starting left guard job with aaron stinney still getting 
the starter reps right now. He's the veteran, most experienced guy. Makes sense. Luke Kadecki gets in there as well. But mm -hmm. it's really those three guys out there today. So we'll get our, our next look at these guys on the field next Tuesday. So make sure that you enjoy your your holiday weekend. Again, no Peter Report podcast on Monday. We will have plenty of coverage over this weekend. We're writing stories galore. We'll have a Monday mailbag as well on PeterReport.com. So when you're at the beach or at the barbecue, whatever, make sure that you're checking PeterReport.com on your phone. We're going to have news all weekend long, plus a new Peter Report roundtable. And then, of course, tomorrow, don't miss Will Golston on the podcast or special guest. We'll have plenty of insight from Will at 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time. So make sure that you watch us live. Yeah, so excited for that. It's going to be awesome getting to talk to Will, who's obviously, again, one of the longest tenured bucks and is yeah. going to have a ton of great information. He's always great to talk to in press conferences. And Scott, as you said, getting a lot of great quotes from him. And he's been awesome ever since he's been with the Bucs, especially uh, since they've been winning, too. So it's yeah. going to be a fun time. So join us again tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock. So thank you, everyone, for watching the Peter Report podcast. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera, and we will see you again tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report podcast featuring Will Golston. Be there, 4 o'clock. Out. Out. <laughs>